We are championing the Irish Heart Foundation for Electric Ireland Powering Kindness Week. Uh, in studio now, Cormac Ryan, who had been playing hurling with Dublin for a couple of years, uh, but he had a potentially fatal heart condition. Let's talk about this match, if we can, first of all, Cormac. When you found out something was wrong, what happened? We were playing a county football semi-final out in Talla, and I just I wasn't feeling great all that week, but it was a county semi-final, so I played away anyway, and just during the game, I just... I just didn't feel right and I went down a few times kind of breathlessness dizzy spells chest pains didn't think much of it probably should have come off and I didn't kept going and it just got to the stage where I went down I think it was third or fourth time and I literally was nearly passing out it was kind of drifting in and out of consciousness my breathing was gone and then kind of panic stations kind of set in then and being taken off and then condition didn't really improve and ultimately an ambulance was called then and it wasn't something that was diagnosed immediately, even after that? No, I'd been, that happened and it happened once or twice more and I went to various hospitals and told I was fine, sent home, there's nothing wrong with your heart. Because you're an 18 year old, you were yeah. a Dublin minor hurler, none of this would have been yeah, exactly. the kind of category of, of someone who's in serious distress. It, it was only after you had a special monitor put on you that an alarm bell rang somewhere. What What did that monitor do? Yeah, so basically they did... They did all these standardised tests that they have, like the ECG and all that jazz for heart conditions. Didn't find anything, so they said it was fine. So my dad wasn't happy and he kind of pushed it, so they keep him happy. They just put the heart monitor on and they kind of said to themselves, look, it's not gonna, nothing's going to show up here. So they put the heart monitor on and they brought it back and it basically monitors you for 24 hours straight. The little straight. box you carry yeah, around, which exactly. you, yeah, many people would be familiar and, with. And uh, just I brought back and I was in town on a Friday afternoon after bringing it back and they ran me and they said, there's something wrong, get in here ASAP. Straight away? Yeah, straight away. I was in town and even then when I got the phone call at the time I was kind of thinking ah, this, I'll be grand, I can take my time coming home here. I wasn't thinking too much and then even when I was on the bus on the way home they rang again, the cardiologist said where are you, get in here fast. So so I, there was a real risk that you were going to drop dead? Uh, that's what they told me, yeah. That's what they've told me since that. I was, like, I was lucky probably to last so long that like, yeah, there was always the chance I might have went through life and nothing happened but the reality was the chance there if I hadn't uh, fixed the problem it would have become something the cardiologist told you that even if you had taken alcohol yeah. or had done something else even the course of that intervening few weeks mm. that would have had a huge impact yeah and it, I suppose it was pure luck in hindsight because of the hurling I just didn't decide not to drink how many 18 year olds decide that like most of my 99% of them do and they said it if I had went out with one of the with the lads one night and got scuttered around Christmas or like a lot of people do I probably would have just drifted off my sleep this would have been sudden adult death syndrome. Yeah. What we've heard so much about and so many, um, we've seen footballers die from, we've seen GAA players, Cormac McAnallen mm-hmm. being the, uh, the the most prominent name that would come to people's minds. You didn't know you had this. No. And you would have gone on through life until such time as yeah, you would have been Exactly, and that's the thing about the condition in itself. You, the sad part is most people don't realise they have it until it's too late. Uh, we'll come back to the campaign and, and the cycle yeah. and everything in a minute, but you had then had to go and have treatment, which involved a pacemaker being put in. Uh, but you spent time in coronary care. Now, I have a little bit of experience of this as well, that when I was younger, a little bit older than you, about 24, 25, I had a virus around my heart. And I spent two weeks in coronary care in St. Vincent's in Dublin. And it was the most terrifying time in my life. Never mind the fact that there was something wrong with me, which thankfully cleared up and I'm fine. But the fact that you were in coronary care, the noises, what is happening to other people, seeing what was going on, did it terrify you? It did, yeah. And I suppose the reality of the situation kind of settled with me the day I went up there on the Friday evening. And I was sitting on the bed with my dad and 
the cardiologist came over, shook my father's hand and said, you must be Cormac. So he automatically, that automatically yeah. just yeah. showed, like I was the youngest in there by 40, 50 years and no more than yourself, you've experienced the first hand when you're awake in the middle of the night and there's alarms going off and there's defibrillators going around the place and you wake up the next morning and there's someone not there. It does, it kind of gives you, it kind of lets the reality of the situation set in that, right, there's something not wrong here with a vital organ. So you do, it scares you for a while. It takes a good while to, to kind of get your head around that. The most important thing is that you're okay now. Yeah, not a bother. So did they put the pacemaker in? Yeah, I got, I was in coronary care for two weeks and got the pacemaker in at the end of the two weeks and then was let go two or three days later and not a bother since. Um, talk about the cycle, cycle for life. Um, because that's something I know are you involved with that? Yeah uh, after I got the pacemaker and I kind of tried to get my life back to normal after a few months and things settled back down I kind of realised I wanted to try and make the most of sort of a perceived negative situation as I looked at it so I kind of established I established an initiative called Cycle for Life so basically in 2013 we in April 2013 we cycled around the coastline of the country basically raising money for various cardiac charities the idea really behind it was obviously first and foremost was the awareness of these things because I wasn't that aware of what sudden adult death syndrome was or how it could actually affect someone you know when until it happened to me so I suppose that was the big thing we were pushing was awareness amongst young people and kind of sort of a message listen to your body as such and if you're not feeling right maybe you're not right. Even if you're only 16, 17, 18 and you're dismissing it as being something that's yeah, not important. Exactly so that's why we set up the cycle was really to raise the funds but more so the initiative to try and get people thinking about what's going on. The Irish Heart Foundation uh, obviously do a lot of good work in this area. Um, what do people need to do now if they have a concern? If if there is a concern, the first thing is you do is you go to your GP. That's the reality of it. And the Heart Foundation are fantastic in that, like the Irish Heart Foundation have the biggest platform out of all the cardiac charities in Ireland and they're great for pushing these awareness campaigns. And at the end of the day, the money is fantastic, but the awareness campaigns are almost better. So they, they have a lot of information regarding stroke, heart disease and even sudden adult death. And if you are worried and you think something's going wrong, there's plenty of the Irish Heart Foundation can give you fields of information, but even just go to your GP, say, look, I want to get tested here just to be safe and they can sort that for you. But you're better off, that's what I've learned, you're better off being on the safe side. This all happened to you when you were 18, didn't it? Yeah. How old are you now? 21. You must feel like those three years have been fairly long. Yeah, it, it was three strange years now. It's only kind of now I've really kind of got back to my old self and it did, it took that much out of me. For, that for three years, I probably wasn't right, just kind of getting used to it all. And But the alternative was that three years ago was I wasn't here, so... Yeah. That's the stark reality of it. But yeah, it definitely definitely opens your eyes and you kind of, I suppose in hindsight, you wouldn't change it because, yeah, it was three kind of manky years. But looking back, you kind of realise it kind of gives you a better perspective on life and, and all that. So And the 60s that are due to follow. Yeah, well, hopefully. <laughs> Cormac, it's been a pleasure. Cormac Ryan, thank you very much for joining us on News Talk. Thank you.